You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the darknet, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down threats and vulnerabilities and solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. And now, a word from our sponsor, Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense provides award-winning cloud-based automated endpoint and vulnerability management solutions to streamline IT and security operations. With its advanced platform, businesses gain complete visibility and control over their infrastructure, reducing IT and security risks, and optimizing operational efficiency. With Sixth Sense, you'll get real-time alerts, risk-based vulnerability prioritization and remediations, and an intuitive automation and orchestration engine so you can focus on your core business goals, confident in the knowledge that your enterprise is secure, compliant, and running smoothly. To learn why enterprises choose Sixth Sense, visit SixthSense.com. We found this during our regular data collection. That's Partaban. He's a security researcher with Anomaly. The research we're discussing today is titled China-based APT Mustang Panda targets minority groups, public and private sector organizations. This particular cluster of Windows shortcut files were peculiar because the Windows shortcut files were having HTA files embedded to them, so which basically they are using it to download another set of malicious files from the internet because uh, usually the Windows shortcut files were not used for downloading any content from the internet. So that's how we were able to narrow it down that there is something malicious going on here. And upon closer inspection, we were able to confirm that this particular cluster of uh, Windows shortcut files were actually used by the threat group called a Mustang Panda. Well, can you describe for us what exactly is a Windows shortcut file and how is it normally used? A Windows shortcut files are called as uh, LNK files. So a regular Windows shortcut files will have an extension of a .LNK 
in Windows. They use it to open applications using Windows shortcut files. So, for example, a lot of people might come across the shortcut files in the Windows desktop. So they just use it to call the real application, which is stored in a different location. I see. So it, it's a link to an actual file. Like you said, it's the kind of thing you'd put on your desktop as a shortcut to the actual executable. Yes. I see. Before we dig into some of the technical details here, who do you presume that Mustang Panda is targeting? Based on our research, we believe Mustang Panda's targets are the Chinese government's neighboring countries, as well as the countries that are involved in Belt and Road Initiative. So that is Mongolia and multiple Southeast Asian countries like Vietnam, Myanmar. We also found some other targeted countries such as Pakistan as well, because Pakistan is one of the countries that involved in uh, Belt and Road Initiative. I see. And are there particular uh, groups within those countries that they seem to be targeting? So the specific entities that uh, Mustang Panda targets are most of the government entities as well as uh, non-governmental entities, non-profit groups. The Mustang Panda primarily collects geopolitical intelligence. So they primarily collect intelligence from these governments. That's uh, the Mustang Panda's targets are. I see. Well, let's dig in and uh, go through some of the lure documents that have been sent out here. Before we get to that, do you think that they're planting these documents via phishing or, or how do you suppose folks are finding these documents on their computers? I don't have a definite answer to that, but I can say like most of these APT groups, we believe the Mustang Panda should be using spear phishing emails to reach out to their targets. Well, let's go through some of these lure documents together. You, you gathered quite a few of them. The research here has 15 different documents. Why don't we go through a couple of them together? What, what were some of the more interesting ones that you found? We'll start off with a particular sample that targets Vietnamese embassy that is in China. So in this case, we believe the email has been sent to uh, the victims who work in embassy of Vietnam in China. So this particular document talks about uh, two different activities. One is a military drill that is going to happen in uh, South China Sea. So the government is asking them not to let go any uh, civilians or any fishermen over there. And the other one talks about the China's uh, latest icebreaking ship. So it's just a lure document, but in, in the background. So once it is opened in the background, so a cobalt strike payload has been installed in the background and it's reaching out to the C2. So this is uh, one of the sample and I'll talk about the other sample that talks about United Nations Security Council. So we believe this is targeting a named think tank in uh, one of the Southeast Asian countries, but we don't have any proof which think tank that is particularly targeting. It is purely based on the content of the document. So in this case, it is very interesting because this document has been downloaded from uh, United Nations website. You can go to the website and you can download it by yourself. So the attackers, they are very clear in this case, they downloaded a real document and attached to the uh, Windows shortcut file. And then even the document title shows that the real file name, which is downloaded from the UN's website. And in this case, the lure document, while the victim views the lure document in the background, PlugX payload has been installed and it will start communicating to the C2 server. 
So what they're doing here is is taking uh, documents that uh, their targets would likely to be interested in. They're taking the time to choose documents that they would likely want to read that would strike their interest and and taking advantage of that, a, a bit of social engineering there. Yes, exactly. So the targets and the lure documents are very related to each other. So it gives the attackers an advantage that the victims will definitely open it because it is very relevant and uh, very timely for the victims. Now, your research also describes how they've been targeting some police in Pakistan and they're using the PlugX malware for that. Yes, in that case, we didn't find the initial infection. We were able to find that particular sample via pivoting of uh, the IOCs that we were able to find in the previous infections. So in that case, that was targeted against a police department in Punjab's uh, Sindh province. Well, let's go through what's going on technically behind the scenes here. While I'm reading this document that they've sent as the decoy, what's going on on, on my machine? What tools are they using and, and how is it communicating? with command and control. Once the victim opens the Windows shortcut file, a serious set of activities will happen in the background. So for example, once the victim opens the Windows shortcut file, there is an embedded HTA uh, script is uh, inside the Windows shortcut file, and then it opens another VB script file. So the VB script file performs two different activities. So it basically opens the decoy document to the victim as well as in the background, it executes a partial script that is going to download plugins or Cobalt Strike, depends on which payload has been ingested for that particular victim. And then it's going to beacon out in case of Cobalt Strike, it's going to download a stager and then it's going to reach out to this command and control. In the front for the victim, the lure document will be opened. So none of the uh, malicious activities will be shown to the user. I mean, no visible dialog boxes or any click yes or no, since the Mustang Panda group is using Windows shortcut file. So there is no need to enable or disable uh, macros, which by now is the most commonly used tactic. So in this case, the victim thinks that he or she did in fact open a legitimate document or a PDF file. And where is it reaching out to? What have you learned about the C2 servers? There is no specific countries or region that all the C2 servers are located. So it's all spread across the globe. So that's about it. What sort of information does it seem like they're interested in? What are they sending back? In this case, the group is specifically interested on collecting intelligence from uh, the neighboring countries or the countries involved in uh, the Belt and Road Initiative. So at the time of research, most of the C2 servers were actually down. So we could not able to reach out to the C2 or we could not able to find what exactly it is trying to exfiltrate from the victim because all the activity that the malicious shortcut files does is it installs the first stage payload and it's going to retrieve the second level payload from the C2 server. So Once the victim receives the second level payload, it is going to perform the next set of activities. And what are your recommendations in terms of people protecting themselves against this? Be wary about the emails that you're opening because the most common infection vector is the email. So please be wary about what you're opening and especially emails with attachments. So is this the sort of thing that antivirus would catch or, or endpoint protection? 
In this case, I would say no, because there is no malicious payloads or any other malicious activities are embedded here. It's just a plain Windows shortcut file. And it's all it's going to be having is just an URL just to download the next level payload. In this case, even the next, you know, the URL, the Mustang Panda are using legitimate storage services like a Google Drive, Dropbox, or publicly known storage services to retrieve their second level payload. So the antivirus, in this case, antivirus will not be enough to help. Our thanks to Partiban from Anomaly for joining us. The research is titled, China-based APT Mustang Panda Targets Minority Groups, Public and Private Sector Organizations. We'll have a link in the show notes. Don't struggle to align your organization's cybersecurity with business risk. Get the only solution that goes beyond reacting to threats with vulnerability and risk monitoring. You need the next evolution of MDR, and only Critical Start delivers it. Critical Start doesn't just monitor and respond to threats. They put you in control by detecting suspicious activities, quickly responding to contained threats, and identifying your most critical assets and protecting them against vulnerabilities and exposures. With continuous visibility, expert guidance, and measurable risk reduction, Critical Start has redefined what it means to manage cyber risk. Demonstrate provable security maturity to your leadership while positioning your program to achieve the greatest risk reduction per dollar spent. Stop fearing risk and start managing it with Critical Start. Visit criticalstart.com and request a demo today. That's criticalstart.com. The CyberWire Research Saturday is proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our amazing CyberWire team is Elliot Peltzman, Peru Prakash, Stefan Vaziri, Kelsey Bond, Tim Nodar, Joe Kerrigan, Carol Terrio, Ben Yellen, Nick Vilecki, Gina Johnson, Bennett Moe, Chris Russell, John Petrick, Jennifer Iben, Rick Howard, Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening.